What is up and welcome to Holyish, the culture show for all things pop culture, movies, TV, books, video games, you name it, you can find it right here. Uh, remember to subscribe, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcast. subscribe to Holyish um, to stay in tune with the latest updates. We're going to dive right in to trending this week. We have Mel Gibson in the new John Wick trailer. Now, he's getting old. Uh, there's been reports of him going off the rails. Uh, not sure what the, all that's about, but he's a great actor. I mean, Passion of the Christ, you, you, can't, you can't hate him, you know? So he's going to be the new John Wick movie. Maybe a bad guy. Um, I can see him as a disgruntled, see him with the beard, you know. Um, so John Wick. Then we have uh, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. Um, they're engaged. Not, this is definitely not news that I like to listen to or know about, you know, but it is, it is what it is. Everyone's talking about it. She has a big ring. They're rich. Um, I don't want to speculate if it's for um, popularity, for PR. They're in love, and I hope they stay in love. I hope they stay married, once they do get married at least. Um, also, there's been an announcement from Disney that they are pushing back Doctor Strange 2, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Indiana Jones 5. Um, this is a big hit for me. Uh, Doctor Strange 2, I was waiting in anticipation for Multiverse of Madness. Like, um, so it's a bummer. I figured that they would follow it up right after Spider-Man because he's actually in Spider-Man. And not that it'd be like a, a spinoff of Spider-Man, but I, I would assume with the multiverse and how Marvel's doing all this, that it would kind of all flow together, you know? Um, Thor Love and Thunder, uh, it's the f fourth Thor movie now, um, I guess, okay, kind of sad, I mean, I'm missing the Marvel movies right now due to COVID, but Indiana Jones 5, I can leave it, no big deal for me. Uh, the big topic is the DC Fandom, which was this past weekend, if you're listening to it, um, today, which is recording on Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday. Um, and so I'm going to go through some of the big topics I, I like to, to hear about and saw some of the trailers for. The first big one, of course, is going to be the new Batman trailer. I, I don't know why people are sleeping on Robert Pattinson as the Batman. He's young. It's like a good, like if we're going to create a franchise, we want someone young, right? Robert Pattinson fits that bill. He has that handsome jawline. Um, and he's looked, he just looks the Bruce Wayne part. I mean, privileged white boy. I mean, of course, Bruce Wayne. Um, and then seeing the action, like he looks kind of off the rails, which Batman is known for. So the trailer was amazing. I love it. I love, um, oh man, what was the uh, guy's name who plays Alfred? He's on, he, he played on uh, Black Panther as kind of the arms dealer for, um, uh, stealing from Wakanda. Um, he, he looks great as Alfred. I would never have, I would never have like casted that, but he's, he looks cool. Um, the next is going to be the live action static shock. 
I grew up watching Static Shock. It's cool to see um, black representation finally making the big screen. Um, I don't know who's playing it yet, but the film, I guess the script is in the works, and so I can't wait. Maybe script in the works, maybe 2024? Um, black Adam, this has been talked about for so long. The Rock has teased it here, teased it there. I'm guessing it's going to be your typical um, anti-hero where he comes off bad at first, but then he kind of has a dilemma where he actually has to team up for good or to save someone. The Rock has never taken a villain role, and he's not going to now. So is it going to be true to Black Adam? Who I mean, who has been an anti-hero before, but I don't know. It just seems like... They're going to just warp the character where he's good here on after this movie. You know, like anytime he shows up, he's going to be a good guy, which it's the rock. So, I mean, it can't be that bad. Um, Next, uh, talking about Black Adam is the Shazam sequel. I don't know why people like Shazam. I did not. I actually just recently watched it. It was on FX and I just gave it a watch and it's still like the, the seven deadly sins, um, I just wasn't a big fan of, I don't even know who, I can't remember who the bad guy was, the main bad guy. Um, The Seven Deadly Sins, I think it would have been smarter for them to make the deadly sin creatures, or whatever it is, more likable, more pleasant to the eyes, because aren't sins usually attractive, and that's that's what makes them so deadly, is because they are attractive to people. And they looked like these creepy monsters with long tongues and just ugly creature things. Um, anyway, I just didn't like it. I mean, it's cool to see the foster care system at play and see the, some foster kids uh, be- become superheroes. But I'm not a big fan, so I wasn't really excited about that. Same with Aquaman 2, this, this, this next sequel. I guess Aquaman, um, Jason Momoa is going to be Aquaman wherever the DC universe is going forward. Um, I mean, and this goes with our next topic, Flashpoint. It seems like they don't know, and maybe maybe actually Flashpoint, the movie that's coming out soon, will tie up loose ends, um, open up different characters. I don't know what they're doing. It's like a, it's like a dollar store version of Multiverse of Madness, the... Marvel Universe, it's just, I don't know, it just, it's too much, I think they're rushing it, I don't know who is going forward as each character, but they're, they're doing something, I guess, I guess, I hope they have a, a plan. Okay, so let's go into our main topic for today, Secession just aired their season three premiere, and let me tell you, I loved it, okay, it was... It was everything I remembered and more for some reason. I don't know if it's just because it's been so long, but it was just spectacular. I I couldn't have asked for anything better from them. Um, but before we get into the spoiler-ish um, of season three, uh, let's talk about the past two seasons. Um, if you haven't watched uh, Secession to the past two seasons to date, um, Spoiler warning, it's coming. Um, I'm going to be talking about my favorite episodes. So if you have not seen season one and two of Succession, you might want to fast forward. Give me 
five minutes. Okay. Now, my favorite episode, which, man, it's hard to depict one. I, it's, it's pretty much everyone's favorite episodes, is the uh, yacht scene, right, where they're all stuck on the yacht and they're trying to figure out what to do to go forward, the, the blood sacrifice moment, right? Um, that's a great one. Um, and also the uh, safe room where we get to see Greg um, kind of interact with Tom and we get to see the dynamics of the power of the family. Um, but something about that yacht where everyone's on edge, everyone's getting called in to see Logan. By far, you finally have like, there's just this thickness in the episode that still that just draws you in, but you can't, you can't look away, even though these characters are so terrible to their core. Um and so, and we can, we'll talk about more about each character as we go on. Um, but let's talk about the season three premiere before, so we can get some of these uh, these guys back on here, fast forwarding these succession talks. Um, I am guessing, I don't I don't believe that they can do succession without Logan. He is the pillar of this entire show, and. It's, it's going to be crazy for me to, because to, I don't talk like this, but it's going to be crazy for me to say this, but the F-offs that we hear from Logan are, like, iconic now. And I don't talk like that. I don't really, I mean, I'm not going to encourage, I'm not going to let my kids talk like that. I don't have problems with it. And so, but it just catches me off guard because it's not in my normal vocabulary. And so the F-offs that we hear from him are just, I mean, they just, they just take away the whole scene. Every time he does it, it's just like, oh, bam, iconic. Okay. Um, so I am guessing that it's not going to be necessarily who succeeds on taking over the company. I think it's going to be what we're going to end up finding out is the company is going to fall under all this. Like none of them really deserve to have it because of who they are as characters. Um, and so we'll just go through um, Logan. A, a terrible dad. I mean, is that fair to say? Um, he manipulates his kids. Um, I, I believe that they're not even his company is over them. I mean, as priority wise. Um, and then we're also starting to see um, in the season two and, and now in season three that Hugo is really stepping up and kind of handling a lot of the day to day where I'm not even sure if he was in season one. But he is definitely climbing the scales with Logan. I just want to include that. So if we if it comes back later on, we kind of know, right? Um, and then let's talk about Kendall, right? The son who tried to backstab his dad, didn't work the first time, and then finally hit him with the right hook, unexpected, unaware. And it appears that Logan's kind of backpedaling now, right? And we're... We, we know what he's done, and so it's like, are we supposed to be cheering for him? Are we supposed to be cheering for Logan? They're both terrible people. But if I'm guessing, everyone has someone that they're kind of siding with, right? And so I just thought it was interesting. We see um, just a glimpse. All in, all in episode one of season three, we see a glimpse of Kendall's relationship with Rava, his ex-wife, where he's trying to say, like, you know, I did this for you, um, and she just kind of shuts him down, right? Like, he's the only one that sees, I mean, Logan probably sees through Kendall's madness, right? But Rava is the one character that we see, like, okay, like, 
whatever you say, you're like, yeah, we get it. Okay, I'm I'm glad you're happy, but this isn't this isn't this wasn't for me. Don't try to make it sound like this is all for your own power, or your own glory, right? Um, and then we're seeing Jess actually step up with Kendall. We saw her a lot in the second season. She kind of got pushed away uh, whenever they're on the yacht because it was family only. Um, and we're seeing her step up. And like like most uh, corporations, you stick with one side and wherever they go, you go. And that's how you move up. That's how you make more money. And so it's nice to see Jess still sticking right there by him. And, you know, she's playing her game as well, I'm sure. Um, and then we got Team Greg. I mean, I'm Team Greg. He's my favorite character. And we got him working the socials in episode one. Um, just brilliant work. Um, the interaction between him and Kendall. Greg is over his head. He's just so excited to be there and be a part of the family, honestly. Um, even though it, the family is splitting in two, it seems like. Um, and then we got Shiv, who's kind of caught in, in between that split. She she was going to side with her dad, obviously, um, where the way she talked to Kendall on the cell phone call. Um, but then when we see that Shiv can't get the lawyer they want because Kendall already got him, we kind of see her like trying to figure out where do I lie in this? Because do I, I'm obviously not going to be made CEO by Logan because he ends up, spoiler again, guys, um, ends up choosing Jerry as the interim CEO, but it's, so it's not her. So she's like, okay, what am I, what am I staying around for? You, he might be going down anyway. He might be facing federal time. And so I'm, I'm assuming that she is going to end up siding with Kendall, but for how long, who knows? And then it was nice to see, um, Shiv and Tom's relationship. Tom's right there with Logan and goes to use the bathroom to call his wife to let, to let her know, hey, like they're trying to choose between y'all. Um, Tom at times seems selfless, but at the same time, we know he's not a good person using people as like human footstools and things like that. And so I've, at times you cheer for Tom because he seems like, oh, he's over his head. He's, he's just trying to be nice. He, he loves Shiv, but they're, they're just not good people. So I'm curious to, to see how their relationship continues to unfold. We know that, what was the iconic line? Something like, he's, he wonders if he's happier with her or without her. Like, I'm unhappy, but I'm happier when I'm with you, which is not really a compliment, especially if I told that to my wife. That is not a compliment. Um, and then let's go to Roman. Roman and Jerry, they're... I don't even want to like dive into the just the unorthodoxness, if that's even a word, of their relationship. It's bizarre. He has a lot of past trauma, it seems like, sexual abuse um, that has kind of changed the way he thinks about relationships. Um, and Jerry, for some reason, now we're seeing enjoys it as well. Uh, I don't know. Jerry Jerry is seems like a solid leader for the company. I mean, I agree that she probably was the best choice out of everyone because Jerry has been solid throughout. Even though she has flirted with Kendall before, um, I think she's honestly on the, on the winning side. And I think as long as she, well, obviously she's CEO, so she has to be on Logan's side right now. But I'm I am assuming that she is going to have her own agenda as well. No one in this is clean. 
Um, and so I'm excited. We're gonna, I'll probably touch back in mid-season with Secession with you guys just to see where we're at, where we're going. Um, I, I love that show. Um, and then next up, we're going to talk about Yellowstone. Uh, Yellowstone's not out yet, or at least the, the new season isn't. Uh, it comes out November 7th, so we're almost there. Um, and the big, the big cliffhanger after last season, um, no one knows where it's going. Can it, can it move on? I'm not going to say what happened, but can the show even move on if the cliffhanger is true? How can it move on? No one, I don't think, really knows. Um, but it's, I think everyone, actually, I'm thinking everyone loves Secession right now. Everyone's loving Yellowstone. And I'm thinking these are just dysfunctional families, right? Like, what does this say about us that we love to watch these insane families deal with each other and all each other's problems? I wonder if it says something about how we view our families and how we handle each other. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a good thought piece. Maybe an article about how the depictions of families on screen and their meanings for our own family life. Ooh, that's pretty good. Um, and so there's not much to say yet. I don't want to do spoilers yet for Yellowstone, but when the first um, episode premieres for the new season, we'll touch back in base. Now, this will be spoiler uh, warning for Squid Game. It has already been out there. Um, it's been talked about. It's the one of the largest international shows of all time right now. Um, I just did an article um, that you can go read on holyish.us um, about how we as Christians should feel while watching this because it's a ultra-violent TV show. But at the same time, there's such good um, emotions that are brought forward and questions about morality, about um, uh, capitalism, and about where we are with that. Who do we know that would volunteer for a game like that? Would would you volunteer for a game like that? There's so many great things to 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 grow from in watching this. And it's also extremely entertaining. I, if I'm being honest, I was laughing out loud during certain parts. The, the lead actor is amazing. Um, he is, he will, I don't even know how he, the facial expressions he makes. Um, I listened to the original uh, Korean version with English subtitles. And so I actually heard his acting, the voice, the noises he was making to react to certain people. Um, it is, it is a, it is a great show. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. I don't believe that I'll probably watch the second season. If there is one, I heard there's talks of a second season. I don't think it can, I don't think it was made to be, I know there's a, there's a cliffhanger at the end. Um, spoiler alert. He decides to take the game down at the end. I think the premise of it was, it was a new it was a new game, something we haven't seen before. Well, we've seen depictions of like Saw with the bizarre kills that they do. Um, Hunger Games, where it's like only one can survive. Other, in order to win, other people have to die. Um, but the way they, they put it together was just so interesting. And to choose to play a game like that to eliminate your debt, I mean, debt is huge in America. It's huge all over the world. And so it's it's a it was a great concept. Um yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna watch the second season. I'm just. I'm just. I mean, I might. Oh, okay. Okay, I might. I might. But 
I just don't think it was it was needed. I think they left it open just in case, like they most they usually do. But I think if they finish this off as one season, I think it would be considered like a work of art. Like, oh, that was such a great limited series of Squid Game. Uh, the next show that is currently still on, it's on its fifth episode of the season two, is The Morning Show, starring Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Um, it also has uh, some side characters um, like Billy Curtip. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and then Steve Carell. Um, but the main two are, are going to be Alex and Bradley, who are the character names of Jennifer and Reese. Um, I don't know who we're supposed to be cheering for at this point in the show. I thought in season one we would be cheering for Bradley Jackson because she's this uh, small-town girl, and she's stepping into New York, you know, kind of that little city to big city kind of thing. We're cheering for her, but she's not that great of a person that we're finding out. Um, She is just a careerist, just like everyone else on this show. Um, They they keep telling us um, that she has the highest morality, like she, anything that she believes is right, most people would assume it's right as well. But some of the things that she does and the actions that she does doesn't really, doesn't really make me want to cheer for her. Definitely not cheering for Alex. She kind of is a hypocrite in a way for lying to people, um, trying to be the um, whistleblower. Um, but she herself was sleeping with the man that she is now accusing of. I don't, I mean, I don't know if that's because she fell victim to it as well. She could have been a victim. So maybe we, but the way she goes about lying about it makes us think that she wasn't the victim. Um, so I don't know if we're be, I don't know who we're cheering for. The only one that I'm really was cheering for until episode five of season two was Corey Ellison, which, He's an amazing, he's my favorite character. He is the probably the best um, actor on the show. Um, but we're che- I was cheering for him all the way up to the point where I found out the news about Fred. And I'm not going to spoil it for you if you're not watching it. It's, it's still going on right now, so I'm not going to spoil anything. But the news about Fred and episode five really made me think like, okay, well, he's obviously not a great person either. So who am I cheering for? I'm, I want to know who the protagonist is, right? And there really isn't one. Um, and we'll just go over some of the highs and lows. Highs are going to be real quick. I only have one. Corey, anytime he gets a dialogue with any character, he is just, he just turns it on the, how fast he talks. I mean, it's, it's so realistic. Like I've, I know, I know a Corey who talks like that and who's, who's assertive and, and sarcastic, but like playful. And, and so Corey, Billy Curtis, um, he's, he's amazing in this show. Kind of the only reason I continue watching it is just because I'm curious what happens to his character, but I don't think I'm supposed to be cheering for him. Anyway, Lowe's, there's a lot of Lowe's. Alex's character as a whole is just unlikable. She's always like flailing her arms around if she's like overwhelmed or she just um, has this like fake smile charm, but we can tell that she doesn't like to be wherever she is or like who she's talking to. And so I'm, it's either like overwhelmed, um, can't, tries to run away from every problem. If that's who she's supposed to be as a character, I guess she's doing a great job. But I would assume that 
Jennifer Aniston would have had would have chosen a character that is more likable because most everyone in America likes Jennifer Aniston. Um, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, and then we also have like, like I kind of discussed already, um, Bradley Jackson, who's just mediocre. Her her story is constantly changing. Um, I wouldn't say she's as bad as as Jennifer Aniston, uh, Alex Levy, but it's still just not a great character. Um, and then the COVID plot, that's kind of like, I know it's taking place back when COVID really started out and we get a lot of sneezes in the background and coughs and all that. But when we when we send Daniel Henderson, who's played by uh, Deshaun Terry, when we sent him to China, I was kind of hoping because they were just kind of blowing COVID off as like a no big deal kind of thing. And not, not to say that, uh, it, it wouldn't have looked good for the show to kill off really their only, well, one black actor on the show. Uh, but I kind of wanted them to kill him off to show like, oh, like y'all did this. Are y'all going to cover it up now? Create the same situation that the past uh, management was dealing with with TMS. Um, and so they'd have to have uh, bad PR because they sent their one of the re- main reporters over and he died of COVID over there um, and see them kind of deal with how to cover it up, how to talk about it, how to go forward. Um, but I get um, he is the only he's the only black actor on the show. And so, you, I mean, it's, it, it is pivotal to have him on there um, for representation, um, but if they're if they're not going to really, or maybe they are, maybe someone soon's going to die. Maybe Steve Carell's character is going to die of COVID. Um, but that whole COVID plot underneath is like comes to the front and then just dies down. But we know it obviously COVID never really dies down, at least in the time span that they're talking about. And then lastly, we have Steve Carell, um, who I think is about to get played by some fake journalist. I believe that she is honestly. Oh, I guess I'm giving spoilers. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, he's going to get played by the journalist who's now at his house um, and filming, trying to work on a documentary with him. Um, I think her documentary truly is on him and his the allegations against him and things like that. Um, and so that's that's my take on the morning show. It's still going on. Hopefully they somehow turn it all around by the season finale of season two, but I doubt it. I'm just watching Corey Ellison. He's amazing. That's the only reason I'm watching it for. And now let's move on to obsession of the, of the week. Um, my obsession of the week is definitely only murders in the building. Um, it stars Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, Martin short, um, IMDb simply describes it as the show as three strangers who share an obsession with true crime suddenly find themselves caught up in one. Um, it, it does have plot twists um, and suspense, and so it's a great show to like watch with someone and speculate, and then like something changes at the at, there's a cliffhanger at the each of uh, end of each episode. And so it's great to watch with someone to kind of pause and like talk about it and then press play. But because of the the characters that are in it, you have Steve Martin, Martin Short. It really is a comedy. It has me laughing. Um, I don't know if it's just because like Steve Martin gets my humor, but 
he he has me laughing out loud in this. Um, and all episodes are now available on Hulu. Um, the season finale uh, airs tonight. So by the time you re- you are watching this or listening to this uh, on a Friday, um, it's available. Go and scream it now. Uh, it's it's really great. I enjoyed it. Um, it's good for a laugh. It's not too heavy. It's comical, but still has a good like murder, true crime feel to it. It's really great. Um, and so that's it, guys. Thanks for watching and listening to the Holyish Culture Show. Uh, I am your host, Dylan Shortis, senior writer uh, and senior editor at Holyish. Um, stay tuned for more. I can't wait to hear from y'all. Um, and again, subscribe on anywhere you get your podcast and YouTube. Thanks.